my friends, and welcome to Worship for March 7th of 2021. I'm the pastor of Carmen United Church, Reverend Nick Phillips, and I'm so glad you've joined us for worship today as we continue through this season of Lent. Let's just now take a moment to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God. Our scripture reading this week comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 18. Truly I say to you, Jesus says, He who does not enter by the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that, per, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. 
I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, as we come before you today, may our hearts be stirred with your Spirit as to how we will respond to what you have for us this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to you, who are our rock, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. Now, my experience as a security guard is pretty sparse, and really, I'm okay with this. To think that there are people under someone's care with regards to safety, uh, attendance, admission, and so on, if you really think about it, it can be a pretty heavy job. Now, most of the time, I suspect it's it's pretty relaxed, it's pretty easy. You watch and, and maybe welcome some people to a place or event, and things typically run pretty smoothly. But if something goes wrong, there is a lot of pressure on what you have done and what you are going to do, how you respond in the heat of the moment or, or the crisis. There are people who depend on you to maintain their safety and to execute this role well. This is not necessarily a job for everyone. Today, when we turn to the Gospel of John and the I Am statements of Jesus, we're getting a bit of a two-for-one special today. Jesus uses that term, I Am, to describe himself twice. And actually, he uses each term twice, so it's almost like we're getting a four-for-one. The first occurrence that Jesus says, I Am, is in verse 7, where he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. And he repeats that in verse 9, where he just simply states, I am the door. Now, depending on your Bible, your Bible may say gate. In the context of the story, not a lot of difference. Jesus uses the term, I am the door, just after he had been doing some teaching about people who come to steal sheep. The sheep are often kept in pens with rock walls and a gate at one end. So if someone wants to steal the sheep, they might go to the back and climb over the wall, grab a sheep and, and go. Now the gate gatekeeper is a person who would stay at the door of the, or gate of the pen and monitor who comes in and, come and goes out. Sometimes the person was physically the door as they blocked the entrance with their own bodies. Even if necessary, sleeping along the entrance of the gate. Obviously, the gatekeeper is only going to allow certain people to come in and go out to have access to the sheep. And in most cases, it was the actual shepherd who was also the gatekeeper. Jesus also talks about how the sheep are trained. They're trained to respond to their shepherd's voice. The sheep become familiar with the shepherd over time, and they learn that it's his voice they need to respond to. 
any other voice is either to be ignored or to flee from. All of this sets up what Jesus teaches us next. We know that people didn't understand because it simply tells us in verse 6, they did not understand. And so Jesus explains himself. He begins with, I am the door. Jesus is the one who stands watch over the sheep while they are in the safety of the pen. Anyone else who comes to, to have access to the sheep, they are there to steal and kill and destroy. So Jesus tells us. When you think of Jesus being a door, a barrier, a, uh, a barrier to the unwanted, uh, a protector, how does that make you feel? Is Jesus your door? Is he your gatekeeper? Jesus has come to make us realize we are all part of God's family. We are loved by our Father in heaven. We are siblings together with Christ. We are gifted by the Holy Spirit to keep doing God's work in this world. And against all of this, there is the devil who wants nothing more than to wreck God's plan. He wants nothing more than to destroy what God has created, including or maybe especially the relationship with we, that we have with our Father in heaven through Jesus Christ. So Jesus stands in the way. Jesus stands watch over us day and night. He seeks to protect us from the evil of this world. But sometimes we slip up. We allow the evil to come in. We leave a window open. We, we, we give the opportunity for something or someone to speak to us other than Jesus. Which brings us to the second I am statement. In verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And he repeats it in verse 14 when he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know my Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. So what did we learn from Jesus earlier? The sheep are trained to the shepherd's voice. This is the voice they listen to. It is the one they look for when they are apart. Any other voice they will run away from. They listen only to the shepherd's voice. And Jesus is telling us he is that shepherd for us. That he is the voice we need to listen to, to, to long for, to seek out. Any other voice is the voice of someone who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It may not even be intentional. But to trust any other voice than Jesus opens us up to this threat. So not only is Jesus the gatekeeper who protects us, he is the good shepherd who looks after the sheep, who looks after those he has authority over, of those who have been training to hear his voice and obey it. He cares so much for those sheep that he is willing to lay down his life for them. Who would you be willing to lay down your life for? I'm sure we can all think of someone that's really special to us. For me, it would be my family. But if I'm perfectly honest, it wouldn't be a whole lot of, a whole lot of other people beside that, beyond that. 
Who is Jesus willing to sacrifice himself for? All the sheep, he tells us. All the sheep. Not even just the ones he has authority over, the ones he's looking after. He says in verse 16, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus wants all the sheep. He wants them all to know his voice and follow him wherever he takes them. Do you know the voice of Jesus? Have you heard it? Do you seek it? Do you long for it? I can promise you this. You can hear the voice of Jesus. You can train yourself to distinguish it over all other voices. When you want to get good at something, how do you train for it? How do you increase your skill? You practice. You practice day after day. You want to play a concert-level piano? You train for it hours every day. You want to play professional sports? You train hours every day, week after week after week. Whatever it is you choose, you work and you work and you work to achieve your goals. You sacrifice other parts of your life to focus on your training so you can be the best you can be at your chosen pursuit. And at the same time, you avoid those things which impact your ability to train, to achieve the results you desire. You get rid of them. You leave them out. The same goes for listening to Jesus. If you want to know his voice, if you want to hear it every single day, then you practice. You sit and you listen. You ask questions and you listen. You do this day after day and not just five minutes at a time when you can squeeze it in. You spend a half hour. Do you spend an hour working on this every day, conversing with Jesus? And when you hear something, you check it out to make sure it is Jesus. You see if it's true to biblical teaching, so you study scripture. You make sure it doesn't bring any harm to yourself or to others because that's not the way of Jesus. Then, as you do this daily over time, you find you need to check in just a little less. Why? Because you instinctively know his voice. And you also learn to avoid those things which distract you from hearing it. Jesus is always ready to speak to us. He is always willing to be our shepherd. Now you might think Jesus could never have anything to say to me. I'm not that good enough. I'm not that close to him. Remember what Jesus said, that there are sheep that are not part of his flock, but he's going to go out there and he's going to get them and bring them in so that everyone knows his voice. So if you feel distant from Jesus, that he couldn't possibly take time to speak to you, think again. Jesus tells us himself in our reading today, he wants us all to know his voice as the good shepherd who will and who has sacrificed his life so you may live. This is part of the journey of Lent. The remembrance that we are just weeks away from Good Friday, where Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross so that we may have life with God.
He is the good shepherd who gave his life for the entire flock, even the sheep who do not even yet know his voice. He still seeks them out. He still speaks to them, hoping they will listen and recognize his voice and learn that as he gave his life on the cross, he was thinking of you. Now I started this message mentioning some of the potential challenges of what it means to be a security guard. Most days, I'm sure, it's not terribly exciting work. I think of the people we see at the grocery store uh, who have been somewhat relegated to cleaning the handles of shopping carts. But if something goes wrong, if someone gets in the door who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, then their training will kick in. Their job is to protect the store and the people within it from these nefarious activities. I'm sure many of the security guards we see in our stores have never really experienced something like this on the job. Yet, they must be ready to respond. Lives may depend on it. Our lives depend on it. And then there's Jesus. The door, the gate, the the good shepherd. He is the one who stands at the entrance of our lives, our hearts, our souls, monitoring what goes in and out every single day. He is standing on guard, ready to act, ready to protect, ready to give up his own life to save us. And he's already done it. He's already given up his life freely, unconditionally, lovingly for you. Whether you know him today or not, he gave up his life for you. And what does he want in response to the sacrifice? All he wants is a relationship. He wants you to know his Father in heaven. He wants you to receive God's grace, love, mercy, and forgiveness. He wants to be your shepherd. The voice you turn to for guidance, hope, help, and protection. All because he loves you. God loves you. Now, it's possible, highly unlikely, yet possible, no one on this earth could love you. You might not even love yourself. But God does. Or even if you're famous and adored by millions around the world, no one can love you more than God. There's no difference between the two. Unloved or adored, God loves you just the same. To realize this love in your own life, follow the shepherd. Let him watch over you. Let him protect you. Ask him to help keep out that evil one from your life and follow his voice. He is a kind and gentle shepherd. But he's also ready to fight for you when needed. He will never leave you alone. He will, he, in fact, he tells us today that he will seek you out find you, speak to you, and bring you under his care. What more comforting words could we ever hear? May we know the Good Shepherd today, who watches over us all and speaks his truth, his word, his life into our hearts this day and every day. Amen. Would you join me? For prayer, let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of life that you have given to us. We thank you that the Good Shepherd is there watching over us, seeking us out, bringing us home into the safety of your pen. May we be aware of this love. May we receive it today. May we know the voice of Jesus that speaks to us. God, we pray today for our churches. We pray today for this town in which we live. We pray for our province. We pray for our country. We pray for this world. There's so much going on in the news that sometimes we don't even know where to start. And so we turn to you. Because you've given us the good shepherd. You've promised us life. You've given us hope. And so we turn to you and lift all these cares and concerns up to you today. We pray for those who are sick. We pray that as the vaccine continues to be distributed, everyone will get uh, inoculated. will receive the vaccine so that we can try and return to a normal life where we can follow the shepherd and serve in your name. We pray, O oh God, as we prepare to go back to live worship, that you will continue to protect us, to protect our island, our towns, our, our province. We pray, God, that this virus will not see life here. And we pray for the rest of this world, that there be healing in your name, that people may come uh, and just simply know the healing you offer. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for those who are, are mourning a loss in their life. We pray for those who are waiting test results or waiting to go get tests done. We pray for the hungry and the cold. We pray that as spring is just around the corner, that everyone will know the warmth that you offer through the service of people who follow you. May you be with us all, we pray. In the name of Jesus, the good shepherd, the gate, the door, the one who has come to protect us and watch over us, and also the one who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.